0: On today's episode of Shooting the Breeze, we talk about what has been a quiet, severe weather season so far. And not just in Illinois, actually across the country. We'll take a look at why that's happening, and will things start to pick up as we enter May? So sit back, relax, and let's shoot the breeze with your local weather authority. weather authority chief meteorologist chris Yates, joined by meteorologist molly naisland hello and meteorologist adam sherwinsky howdy how you guys doing
1: we behaved ourselves for the intro this time
0: we did we did good job I, I is mean, this episode 11
1: yes yes i remembered
0: i remembered that's good because i, I get a gold star today yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh huge shout out to heather who actually uh sent me a message and asked us to do this topic i think it's a great topic it has been um a relatively quiet severe Mm -hmm. weather season uh so far now before we jump into that let's talk about on this date in history or at least on this date around this date in history
2: yeah because we've got a lot of history to talk about for today's specific april 30th 1953 an f4 tornado 300 yards and with leveled homes on the north side of warner robbins georgia and the barracks on the south side of the warner roberts air force base 18 people were killed and 300 injured an interesting one from the other side of the planet southeast bangladesh on april 29th 1991 devastating a tropical cyclone with sustained winds of approximately 155 miles per hour and 20 foot storm surge uh, to cause a lot of damage and best estimates put the loss of life between 135,000 145,000 people so those are two deadly ones and of course Since the last time we've had our podcast, we've had the anniversary, the 10-year anniversary of the super outbreak, uh, 2011 super outbreak in the Southeast. That is for April 25th through the 28th, 2011. And 2011 was a big year for severe weather. Uh, Over 360 confirmed tornadoes by the National Weather Service. The strongest ratings were the EF5s. There was a couple EF5s out there. One notable one, the Tuscaloosa tornado that happened uh, down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Over 324 casualties. Plus 24 non-tornadic ones as well, 10.2 billion dollars worth of damage. So it was quite the event. And any meteorologist that you talk to that works down in the southeast, they have a stressful time of year already. But that was one day. I don't think any of them will forget.
0: Mm-hmm. And the, well, the stories they have too. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: uh, James Spann, who is a meteorologist mm-hmm. in Birmingham, Alabama, is. I mean, he was on air for days and days on end. Uh, he does the one of the best in terms of severe weather coverage. He doesn't just do uh, uh Birmingham he does the entire state and he's all about mm-hmm. Alabama. I mean, he's you're if you're going to watch somebody during severe th- weather coverage, you're going to watch and you're going to mm-hmm. watch Span.
0: All right, so uh this is a good topic. I'm glad Heather brought it up to us. Uh so so far, and I know the southeast has gotten hit hard, at least they did last month and uh, for a part of April, but overall, and you may not realize this, but the tornado count is actually well below average right now. Mm-hmm. No complaints. I think that's great. We, we like to have the lack of severe weather. Um, but, you know, going into this spring, late winter, there were concerns that this severe weather season was going to be a little more active. Now, let's keep in mind the severe weather season is still relatively young. And, and for most of the U.S., the season doesn't really start to ramp up until we get in to the month of May. Um, but uh, things have been relatively quiet so far uh so i've got some stats here to kind of show uh where the tornado stats are thus far we are below average we are below the yearly average uh so far we've had 269 tornadoes across the country uh here in illinois uh not much i think we've had two two or three
2: yeah a handful mm-hmm. yeah
0: and, and they've been very brief um i think a couple of them probably weren't even warned because they were just the brief spin-up type well we had that one in mason one in mason county, mason county mm-hmm. yeah yep. uh so here's a look at the numbers i'm going to go through the first four months of the year and uh kind of show you where they were versus last year to kind of show you uh, how things are and where they are versus the three-year average uh, so in january the u.s experienced 16 uh, these are all preliminary 16 tornadoes on the three-year average for january 41 in february the U.S. experienced 11 tornadoes. Uh, in 2020, there were 42. Compare that to the three-year average of 39. So we've had 11 versus the three-year average of 39. In March, now this is where we had an uptick, and this is a lot of what happened in the southeast. 191 preliminary reported tornadoes uh, versus last year was 83. Uh, 2019, 107. The average, though, for March over the last three years is 82, so more than double uh, the yearly, uh, the three-year average there. And then you get into April, and it kind of takes the activity, kind of takes a nosedive Uh, so far. And I don't know if I doubt this will change much today. um, This is April 30th. um, 51 tornadoes throughout the month of April in the U.S. Compare that to last year, 2020, 271. Wow. Wow. 2019, 272.
2: 2019 was a rough year. Yeah. 2019
0: was a very rough year, especially came uh, come May. Uh, 2018, 130. Now, the average, the three-year average for April is 224, and we've only had 51. And so Heather's question was, why have we not had an active severe weather season? And so it goes to a couple of things, because there was a study done. And we'll have this posted on our website, ciproud.com. And it was uh, posted in the Journal of Applied Meteorology and Climatology back in 2017. And they basically came to the conclusion that in each, uh, during La Nina, when you're going from La Nina into a neutral phase, or La- coming out of a La Nina winter into what would be a neutral spring phase, uh, that in each of the four months from January through April, tornadoes occur less frequently, in more southerly latitudes during El Nino conditions, but with a distinct increase and northward extension of tornadoes in outbreaks that occur during La Nina conditions. In other words, more tornadoes occur further north during La Nina, during La Nina conditions. But that has not been the case. Mm-hmm. It's actually been suppressed to the southeast, and something that you would probably typically see more uh, in line with an El Nino, an El Nino winter. So I thought that was I thought that was kind of a even though that study shows that and had a lot of good i suggest you can go back and read the study it's well written and a lot of people can probably easily understand it without a whole bunch of jargon thrown in um you can kind of see well but this what happened this year kind of runs counter to what that study showed
2: i think a lot of it has to do also with the weather patterns just the setups we've had i mean chris and i will usually look at setups in advance and molly will too and we'll just go what do you think and it's like well it has the potential and then Two to three days later, it's like never mind. It's actually looking a lot less likely to see severe weather, or they, the setup is just not clean enough, really. Yeah, yep. we'll
1: be missing like maybe one or two ingredients, and it's just there's just not enough for there for anything to happen.
0: Now we saw kind of earlier in the month, because um, believe it or not, there's been tornadoes in in Minnesota, which mm-hmm. you know that's. That that's early, yeah. And now that kind of speaks to the study that hey, you're going to get more tornadoes further north during La Niña conditions. Makes sense because that's what we've seen up in Minnesota. But why hasn't it been here? Well, if you we go back and we look at the teleconnections, you know, we start looking at the, you know, you've got the North Atlantic Oscillation, you've got the Arctic Oscillation, you've got the North Pacific. You know, all these separate little climate micro patterns that develop and that we watch. Now, usually we pay more attention to the NAO. Uh, that's the North Atlantic Oscillation and the Arctic Oscillation, Oscillation, the AO, uh, during the winter. Because that kind of determines and often often gives us signs that, hey, it's going to get really, really cold. Those are what I look for to see if we're going to have uh, any Arctic outbreaks. Well, both of those patterns had trended negative for the entire month of April. So what does that mean? When you have a negative AO and a negative NAO, you're getting more of an influence of air coming in from the Arctic. And so what this pattern did is it's basically set up a large-scale trough over the eastern U.S. And while that brought us many storm systems, the air coming from Canada is not what you're looking for if you're looking for severe weather. You need to have return, you need to have moisture coming in from Mm -hmm. the Gulf of Mexico. And so what has happened is through the month of April we just never had moisture being invected northward. And if we did, It was always happening just to our west, Mm -hmm. and then the air would dry out. It's been, a if you haven't noticed, it's been a relatively comfortable April. There hasn't, you know, we up until this past week, we never really had dew points into the lower 60s.
2: I mean, we hit 80 the other day, and, and, I mean, it's, I think the other day I was out and about, and uh, it was right before the cold front came through, and I noticed it was muggy, and I'm like, this is the first time I've really felt muggy, not hot, but muggy out in a long time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was the first time I walked outside and went, ew.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and then that was the first time we've had dew points in the upper 60s in central Illinois this year. And usually we get a you get you know taste of it earlier and throughout the month of April. But that hasn't been the case. And so if I had to kind of point to one thing that was really driving the lack of severe weather and something that really helped m- us miss on some of those, you know, what ingredients were missing, it would be that. It's just we just haven't had the moisture. Uh, instability has been. Very limited mm-hmm. with any severe any thunderstorms that have come through. I I think we've barely cracked uh, for for the weather not uh, for the weather weenies and nuts out there a uh, thousand joules of cape, which you know that's like the bare minimum. We've
2: barely cracked that so far this spring. And you can have a thousand joules of cape and get severe storms. You can get some pretty decent storms out mm-hmm. of them, but if your wind shear isn't gonna you know, kind of compensate for that, then you're just getting regular thunderstorms. Mm -hmm. And
0: and when it comes to spring and the atmosphere starts to warm up, you need a little bit more because there's a Mm -hmm. lot more warm air loft this time of year than there is, say, I mean, a thousand joules of Cape in, say, fall or winter will probably go a long way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the spring and summer, it's not going to get you
2: very far. Right. We're getting to that point where it's not enough.
1: Yeah, that goes back to that conversation that we had previously about when it comes to severe weather everything is relative when you go season to season mm-hmm. it looks like it takes less but it's it's all relative to each season
2: i mean the same setup in november isn't going to be necessarily the same setup for severe weather in april mm-hmm. or june or august
0: yeah I, and that, that happened back in uh, we had that december outbreak december 1st
2: 2018
0: mm-hmm. and a lot of people said hey, why are you expecting tornadoes it's cold and, you know the temperatures are are still in the 50s, and mm-hmm. half our viewing area was in the 40s. You know, and why are we under a tornado watch? This makes it sound like it's all relative. I said, when the air above you is coming in at five degrees below zero, 50 degrees is is pretty unstable air. I mean, that air is going to be shooting up once that cold air moves in, and sure enough, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it is all relative to the surrounding air. And in the summer, you just you need even more instability. I mean, you can go, you can have 5,000 joules of cape in the summer and not have a single thunderstorm because the entire atmosphere is just. Hot and
2: blah.
0: Yeah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> For the lack of a... That is a scientific word, isn't it? Blah? Uh,
1: I tend to go with, like, eh, I, When I'm ta- Yeah, you know. I don't
0: know many meteorologists that will disagree with you, though. Yeah. I, I mean, my, when I see that hot, humid air, I just picture Jello just...
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Just...
2: Oh, i <laughs> Going. <laughs> not a fan of that. And like soupy. I said, like, when we were walking out the other day, I was like, it's humid. I forgot how much I hate it, and I tell yeah. people all the time, if it's warm and muggy... And we don't have severe weather in the uh, like we don't have severe weather. I don't want it. Like I'm like this is all waste of time. I don't want to. I don't want to feel gross <laughs> and there be no storms. Well,
1: in- you know when we get the thunderstorms, usually it's a strong enough cold front that we get in afterwards. It's like oh okay this is refreshing well, now It we just went down like 20 degrees was, i don't know
2: if it was yesterday the day after or a couple days later like this morning i was like it's so much nicer it's so much dry mm-hmm. i love that cool front mm-hmm. thanks for drying us out a little bit i uh, sure did it felt good didn't mm-hmm. it feels really good
0: all right so yeah thankfully the severe weather season so far has been relatively quiet um it, it was really active in march especially for the southeast now the next question is what does this mean for the month of May? Now, there's no—I don't think there's any trend saying if you have a quiet April, you're going to have an active May, or if you vice versa. There's no—I don't think any scientific trend there. Um, but what we do know is, based on the Climate Prediction Center's latest forecast, which I, um, as of yet I still have, the one that's out is uh, as of April 15th. They should be releasing a new one at some point today. They were calling for above-average temperatures and above-average preset. So that the – and then I would look – if you look at the teleconnections, your NAO and AO are trending positive heading into May. So I would – you know, the one thing, the reinforcing cooler, drier air that I think has kept our severe weather in check so far, I think that is going to go away Mm. in May. And so the door at least opens more for the possibility. You're still – you still have to have storms coming through at the right time. I mean – um, if we got cold fronts coming in in the morning, you know, if we're that, you know, if they're all coming in at 10 o'clock in the morning, I think your chances of severe weather are going to be be much much lower. You wow. could hear
1: some thunderstorms. You'll get yeah, yeah, you'll get the
0: thunderstorms, but you won't get the severe weather. You know, it, it's the the ones that we look out really look out for. There are exceptions, of course, are the fronts though that come through late afternoon, early evening, because that's mm-hmm. when the instability is going to be maximized. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we'll see. You know, we've got. Uh, you know, to be clear, our peak season isn't till the end of May, early June, mm-hmm. and so we, you know, we do see an uptick. We usually see an uptick in tornado activity in April. Um, I don't think for Illinois that's necessarily been the case lately. Everything kind of been seems to kind of be delayed a little bit.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I know that from being down in um, in Joplin, our severe weather season kind of just start. It starts super early, and I mean earlier than here. By a month or so, like late February is when we start seeing the storms. So March is usually, we're still thinking about tornadoes. Um, and we've had a, we'd have had we have a couple spots here and there, but I mean, it really ramped up in May. I mean, I was, I think I remember in 2019, another season that was really active in the Midwest and across the country for uh, tornadoes. Uh, I just remember once we hit our first severe weather day, it just kind of, I think a week later we had just the worst and the worst and it just kept kept coming and coming it wouldn't stop. So I think by the time we got to the end of June, it was like, oh, we're now out of severe weather season, I think, finally. I, th- I think we're done. Hopefully. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Please. Please. I'm tired. <laughs> I want to nap.
1: I think the other uh, half of this that we can think about, last year we were headed into peak COVID. You know, we were doing the stay-at-home orders. Everyone was at home. There wasn't large-scale events. There wasn't mm-hmm. outdoor events. And now we're getting people who are – Starting to get into fully vaccinated and we're going to start to enter into more of a normal pattern where people are out and about or maybe traveling. So now there's the factors that we have to reintroduce back into our coverage and reaching people.
2: I also think uh, when it comes to just national news, we don't hear about it as much. Um, Is because now COVID's taking a little bit like it's not as it was in. I mean, by April last year, we were still all at home doing stuff at home, and so like last year we didn't hear as much. But now that we're starting to hear, uh, we're still hearing a lot about COVID and vaccines and stuff. We're 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 still pulling back a little bit, so we'll probably get more about what's happening across the entire Mm -hmm. country. But last year I just felt like we even when we had severe weather outbreaks across the united states they were taking a backseat from covid coverage so i think that's what's going to be interesting is are we going to start putting that more in the forefront for our news and what's going to happen there but i think i mean i think it's just going to be you're right molly it's going to be interesting to see how now we're going back from everyone's at home to oh everyone's out and about again mm-hmm. so and then the other
1: side of that i remember during covid there was people saying i don't feel comfortable taking shelter and not being able to maintain the, the six feet of social distance, maybe now that little stressor will be able to be at the back of people's minds right. when they are trying to find safety.
2: Because I remember people, uh, we had, I did a small story about that before I left Joplin, and they were like, oh, our biggest concern is, you know, people are worried about being next to each other. And, I mean, I talked to one of the uh, emergency management people, Is like, the threat of a tornado is mm-hmm. a bit more immediate than whether you get COVID or not. Which yeah. Not that it's not, you should be taking precaution, wear your mask, but... One is taking precedence right this second over the other yeah. one. Always go with what is the greater threat to
0: your life at that very moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, um, I mean, I know early in the spring, we didn't know much about COVID back in, um, you know, March, March. and April. Mm-hmm. You know, things we, we now know that you'll be fine if you're in a, in a shelter. I was looking back at the tornado deaths uh, for last year, wondering if people being home um, would have maybe cut back on the loss of life. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, there's probably, there's no direct correlation here because, I mean, it just takes one bad tornado. Um, but the average is actually higher. On tornado deaths last year, we had 76 at the end of the year, tornado-related fatalities. And that's that's well above anything the previous years and the three-year average.
2: I wonder if that also has something to do with uh, just the fact that people were in structures that weren't, as well suited for tornadoes i mean during the day you're in an office building or you're in a bigger building stronger reinforced building as compared to some people who live in tiny little homes or mobile homes mm-hmm. or whatever what have you um and that's why nocturnal tornadoes are such a big issue in terms of how lethal they are is because you're usually mm-hmm. not in a stronger building or you're asleep and you in can't small, see them and you can't see them and you're in a smaller in a little tiny building you're already in bed or you can't see them all three of those kind of line up mm-hmm. i wonder if it's just the fact that they weren't as many people in stronger buildings at the time of a tornado as uh, uh, as usual. that's that's possible it's oh, yeah. quite possible i'm just saying that might be a theory possible yeah. theory
0: that's something to look into i mean it, it may be such a small sample because it's one year out uh-huh. of uh, many that uh, right you're not, whether you'll find any discernible trend um so yeah the i was looking back at some more severe weather probabilities here yeah we really see our season peak as far as all severe weather types um late may and Early June. So let me go back here and kind of skipping through. So, and we'll have the links to this on our website, ciproud.com. So, yeah, the probabilities by the end of April, they really shoot up. Um, So, I mean, the numbers are going to sound low, but we have a 3% chance of severe weather within 25 uh, miles in central Illinois on April 29th. Fast forward through May 13th, we're still in the 3% chance. And then you get into late May, early June, it shoots up to 4 So a whole percentage there in a couple of weeks. Mm. Now that's just for any type of severe weather. And the plains really start to get active once you get into May. You, right now they've been right. kind of
2: quiet. I mean, the other day we had some severe weather in near uh, Oklahoma City and San Antonio had some really bad storms too um, the last couple of days. But overall, your severe weather is going to pick up in the plains too. Yeah, they,
0: that's where... May becomes a month, and I, it became a joke amongst my chasing friends to, no matter what, we're always taking some time between May 20th and 25th off, mm-hmm. and we're going to Kansas and chasing because it, something would always happen, something
2: there, yeah, something was going to happen.
0: Sure enough, it's statistically speaking, I mean, it's a bullseye, late May in oklahoma and southern kansas mm-hmm. and, and it just became a running joke may 22nd may 23rd May twenty
2: fourth, and they're not wrong i mean every time we had our bigger or some of the biggest weather events that we had when i was in joplin Granted, i was only there for three years late april early may and then we had some in the fall but those were whoa why we have severe weather what
1: that high risk that was out west that happened in may
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah,
0: things will kind of man. We'll see tornado activity should start to ramp up um, for Illinois. Tornadoes are actually we see peak mid to late April, and then it actually starts to taper off through early May. That's tornadoes only though. Mm. But that doesn't mean it's not it's not gonna ramp up in May just.
2: I wouldn't let your guard down. No, you shouldn't even let your guard down, even when it's not tornado season. We've always said that. Yes, absolutely. always, always have your guard
0: up. Always be prepared. It doesn't take; it just takes the right conditions, and mm-hmm. severe weather can happen. It can happen anywhere. But uh, yeah, so that's why. So Heather, thank you for bringing up this topic. I think it was a it was a great one. Yes, I would. If you were asking me, would you expect the severe weather to ramp up? Statistically speaking, yes and based on the pattern i see us heading into i would say yes i would say the weather is going to our severe weather season is going to see a bit of an uptick over the course of the next month and then probably start to wane what i what i don't want to happen is we go from cool dry to all of a sudden just warm and soupy and it's like summer like that those
2: are the worst we, we had just, that a few years back we skip severe weather season go right to summer and i'm
0: hell happy with the lack of severe weather but my comfortable feeling. I I want to be comfortable. I want to enjoy You want to go outside. I want to go outside and not have to take a shower five minutes later.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to walk outside. Mind you, I walk outside and and it's it's still dark out. It's (laughs) 3 o'clock in the morning. If I walk outside and I feel a wall of humidity at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm out.
2: No bueno.
0: Have I ever told you the story? So, before I took the job here in Peoria, (laughs) I took a job interview down in Bryan, Texas, college uh yeah brian texas there texas a and Yeah, yeah
2: yeah 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 okay mm-hmm. yeah.
0: so I, I flew into houston and i was trying to find the door and this was at midnight my flight was delayed so and i got in at midnight and i walked out the door out of a south facing door and i and keep in mind i was coming from wyoming which mm-hmm. is not a humid environment nope it's dry this is the middle of summer it's midnight I walk out the door. The dew point is in the upper seventies, and Ugh. the temperature is like eighty-three. Ugh. Ew! And yeah. I almost said, I almost turned my, I almost turned right back in and got a return ticket. But I.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then you came here.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that that job didn't work out. But I came. But yeah, then thankfully this job popped up. And at <laughs> least here, at least it it goes away for a while.
1: Yeah, <laughs> humid part two. Yeah. And
0: it's not, but it's not. 83 over 79 either i mean it's 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 83 over 69 which is which is much 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 better on the scale of oppression when it comes to dew points Mm -hmm. so anyway thought that was i've never sweat i've never seen my sweat bleed through my shirt as fast as it did in that three seconds i was walking (laughs) i was like this isn't gonna work (laughs) all right uh that's the end of this podcast but of course oh thank
1: goodness
0: (laughs) it was gonna go down a very dark hole real quick uh can't leave without a cheesy cheesy joke
2: so sherwinsky what do you have for us all righty we haven't talked a lot about tropics but i do like uh the tropical stuff so how does a hurricane see Mm. with its eye